Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this morning's service, led today by Carol Spencer. Uh, there's no additional notices to tell you about today, so we'll just start the service with a time of prayer. Let us pray. God of life, whose love enfolds us and spirit fills us, we praise your holy name. God of joy, whose sunrise wakes us and sunset amazes us, we praise your holy name. God of hope, whose promise sustains us and power upholds us, we praise your holy name. God of love, whose patience humbles us and touch can heal us, we praise your holy name. God of eternity, who has always loved us and by grace has saved us, we praise your holy name. Amen. Switch on, take off. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Lovely to see you all. Isn't it strange? <laughs> Very odd. Today's what we call Trinity Sunday. And one of the themes which comes from the set readings for today is the amazing splendor and greatness of our God. He and she is so far beyond our imagination that they have to reveal themselves to us as three persons. David, in Psalm 29, tries to express the greatness of God. Um, it begins, ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. But some of you will know we once had a group called Apples of Gold and Carol Rose set quite a lot of the scripture, particularly the Psalms, to music and she set Psalm 29. So I'm going to ask us to listen to Apples of Gold singing Psalm 29, Ascribe to the Lord. The Lord's voice is the oak as strips the leaves from the trees, while every one of his temple shouts glory to God. The Lord's voice is the oak as strips the leaves from the trees, while every one of his temple shouts glory to God. Praise the Lord, ye heavenly beings, praise his glory and power. Glory and power. Praise the Lord's glorious name, bow down before the holy one when he appears. The voice of the Lord is heard on the sea. The glorious Lord thunders out his voice, echoes over the ocean. The Lord's voice is the oak and strips the leaves from the trees, while every one in his temple shouts glory to God. The Lord's voice is the oak and strips the leaves from the trees, while every one in his temple shouts glory to God. The voice of the Lord breaks the sea up. 
The voice of the Lord makes the lightning flash. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The voice of the Lord is heard in all its might and majesty. Might and majesty. The Lord worships the oak and strips the leaves from the trees, while every one in his temple shouts glory to God. The Lord worships the oak and strips the leaves from the trees, while every one in his temple shouts glory to God. The Lord rules over the deep water, he rules as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. And blesses them with, blesses them with, blesses them with, blesses them with peace. The Lord's voice shakes the oak and strips the leaves from the trees, while everyone in his temple shouts glory to God. The Lord's voice shakes the oak and strips the leaves from the trees, while everyone in his temple shouts glory to God. The Lord's voice shakes the oak and strips the leaves from the trees, while everyone in his temple shouts glory to God. The Lord's voice shakes the oak and strips the leaves from the trees, while everyone in his temple shouts glory to God. The Lord's voice shakes the oak and strips the leaves from the trees, while everyone in his temple shouts glory to God. Our amazingly powerful God who brings us peace. Let's pray. Eternal God, you are greater than our highest thoughts, defying full expression and ultimately beyond our limited understanding. Yet, through Jesus, you have given us a glimpse of your glory. We recall how he spoke of you as Father, not just his, but ours, a Father watching over us from on high. We remember how he spoke to you as a friend, there beside him, as you are here with us, by our sides, through thick and thin. We rejoice that he faithfully followed the prompting of your spirit, opening the way for us to experience your living presence, vitally real within our hearts, deepening our faith and enriching our lives. Eternal God, help us to recognize that to see Jesus is to see you, that to receive his spirit is to know your power, that to respond to his call is to be touched by your love, for you are three in one and one in three. Open our hearts to your awesome presence, and to all the ways you reveal your grace, so that we may honour you this day and always as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope the children, you don't feel the children have to go out. Please don't take them out. <laughs> it's lovely to have them here. We don't want to lose them. Now we're going to listen to our first hymn, 
angel voices ever singing. I don't know whether anyone's following the words in the book or anything, but yeah, I know that. But if, if like me, you can't read things off a screen and you bring your own book, you might have wanted to know that it's 39 in Singing the Faith. Angel voices ever singing. The organ was uh, rivaling the angels of heaven there. It's quite a sound. Thank you. And now John's going to read us the first of our uh, Bible readings this morning. The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 6, reading from verses 1 to 8. 
In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with the other two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, the whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Thanks be to God. going to uh, we're going to sing you're going to listen as it were um our god is a great big god which um martin's actually he's actually set the drum kit up this week so we'll have a bit of banging and crashing i think i think the children have got some shakers haven't you you might do the actions yeah yeah so our god is a great big god and he holds us in his hands
able to praise God. We had such a brilliant dancing exhibition and none of you could see it. It's such a shame. Let's give the girls a clap. They were really good. Well done, girls. Thank you, John. of our God and Saviour Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promise so that through them you may participate having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them in is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they may have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you, John. I don't know about you, but one of the themes that uh, keeps cropping up in our house at the moment... Maybe it's just because John's the senior circuit steward, or it might be other reasons, is minister's sabbaticals. Janet Titterton is due back to circuit work this coming week. Jane Wilde has just started her sabbatical. I think, if I remember rightly, you experienced the times when both Andrew Webb and Mark Slaney had their sabbaticals when they were your minister. I think also, now I should have checked this with Karen, but for the first two years of her ministry, Karen was a lay minister, and it's one of the uh, strange anomalies, I think, of our church, that lay employees don't get sabbaticals. (laughs) So I think Karen's had to wait extra long time for her sabbatical, which uh, we hope you will be praying for, because it's due at the end of the year, and it's not altogether problem-free, I understand. So we hope for Karen to have a wonderful time of refreshment come the end of this year. You might also be pleased to know that the new minister who's coming to the circuit in September, Mike, 
has just had his sabbatical. So we might be seven years when he won't be um, going on sabbatical again. One sabbatical which you might not have noticed is that of Paul Davis, the um, chair of our district. Unless you sort of are involved in the Sunday night Zoom or other district things, you might not have gathered that he's no longer at the helm. Um, But in the case of Paul, there is an official deputy chair of district, the Reverend Phil Goff, who is also superintendent minister of the Charlie and Leyland circuit. My first reason for giving uh, this strange background is to encourage you to pray for ministers on sabbatical because it is an important aspect of their ministry that they have time for rethinking, refreshment, getting new ideas and being better ministers when they return. It's also to ask you to pray for those who take on extra work when other people are on sabbatical. I do not know how Phil Goff is coping at the moment. It must be a nightmare. But he has the power of God to support him. Let's pray for our ministers, for the work they do, for the stresses on them, and for their ability to take refreshment and renewal from the gifts of the church. My second reason, and more important in some ways, for viewing all this background is to talk about Phil Goff. don't usually go around talking about ministers, but here we go. I was at the Zoom meeting, I'm not sure, I think Leslie and Leslie were probably there the other Sunday night when uh, it was the first Sunday night Zoom uh, of, Phil, of Paul Davis's sabbatical and Phil Goff was taking the main part of the service. And he was so excited I just don't know how to communicate with you how excited that man was. Nothing to do with taking over from Paul Davis. It was this time of year when we concentrate on the coming of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit and the ascension and all that happens around Pentecost, Wesley Day and now Trinity. All these things coming together And for some reason, it had really hit him that in accepting the gift of the Holy Spirit, in other words, letting the Holy Spirit into our lives, which we do when we become Christians, we let God, not a little bit of God, not some sort of side aspect of God, but God in all his and her fullness, into his life. He said, here I am, and the whole of God is dwelling in me. That's what the scripture teaches. His power, his love, his mercy, his discipline, 
everything about God. Just stop and let it sink in. And that's what Phil Goff did. And it revived him. It made him so excited to be living God's life. It's amazing. And we let it go by. We forget. We need to go on instead of going back or standing still. God isn't like a sabbatical, and he certainly doesn't take sabbaticals. But he comes into our lives in such a complete way for a purpose, that our fellow human beings will be able to see what God is like by experiencing him in us. We are his ambassadors, Paul puts it. We are his witnesses. We are the way that most of the time God chooses to communicate himself to others. And it's amazing. Peter, in the little part of the letter that John read to us, tells us about not standing still, but letting God take over more and more of our lives so that we're adding to our lives one good characteristic after another. Lots of things that should be coming out in our lives that are the characteristics of God himself. And he warns us that if we don't let God do that with us, if we don't let God keep changing us for the better, then we will be spiritually blind or so self-centered that we will be of no use to attracting anybody else. We will become useless servants. God won't reject us, but we will not be fulfilling the purpose that he has given us. I think it was yesterday I was listening to the radio and I was, there was a, a, a piece about a young woman a young Asian woman who'd been born with one arm. She'd then developed a condition whereby all her joints could pop out at any moment from the least little movement. But she'd taken up climbing as a hobby. That sort of climbing you do on walls you know what I mean, not climbing mountains, the ones where they have competitions, uh, climbing, which I think are going to be in the Olympics, if we ever have them. And she started uh, a club for other disabled people. She has a full-time job, um, 
and she works for several charities and she started this club to help other uh, disabled people uh, get into this hobby of climbing. And she was so positive, so pleasant, so encouraging. Wonderful, wonderful young woman. And she was a Muslim. I only add that to say, if she can be so positive, such a good person to attract people and not have the Holy Spirit, not have God, the wholeness of God dwelling in her, what the heck's wrong with us? What the heck's wrong with me? She absolutely bowled me over by her enthusiasm, by the fact that she never seemed sorry for herself in any sort of way. I can moan and groan at almost anything going wrong, John will tell you. Um, I've probably moaned about three times before I started the service this morning about something or other. But she was so positive, and we can be even more so because we have God working through us if we let him and her. I'm sorry our English language is so bad that we can't express how amazing a three-person God is. He's never, ever one without the other. He is always one God. We just see him, her, as three different aspects, if you like. But boy, oh boy, if we only let him, what can be done in our lives? We have the power, but it's not our power. It's the power of God working in us. Let us, let God work through us. Kath's going to lead us in our prayers this morning. First of all, I'd like to ask if there's anyone in um, anybody's thoughts particularly within our church community or within your families or within the wider world, anything that you'd like to pray about this morning? Because I don't know everything that's going on, but is there any, anybody that you particularly want to pray for? Lindsay, yeah, Lindsay's going through a tough time at the moment, isn't she? Oh, bless her, bless her. And my stepdad is 97. Oh, wow. What are the names again? Peggy and Arthur. Peggy and Arthur. In case you didn't hear, that's Chrissy's, Chrissy's mum and stepdad. 95 today and 97 tomorrow. That's lovely. Peggy and Arthur. Anybody else?
Yeah, Sally. Lovely. <clears throat> Let's pray together. Creator God, we praise you for your awe-inspiring majesty and thank you for the riches and beauty of creation inspired and brought to being by your love. We pray for the world sharing our concerns for countries where there is war. We think especially of Israel, Palestine, where there's conflict and unrest. And we think especially at the moment of Belarus, natural disaster, thinking particularly of the Democratic Republic of Congo, for famine or disease. And we think especially of parts of the world struggling with the pandemic where there's no, no prospect of, of vaccines being widely available. Creator God, guide the nations and their leaders with your love and mercy. Creator, Saviour and Holy Spirit, hear our prayer. Saviour God, we praise you for your deep and indestructible love and thank you for coming to share our human life with us so that we might share the joys of eternal life with you. We pray for those needing to feel your touch upon their lives because they seek comfort, healing, forgiveness or strength. We pray for people we know who are ill, sorrowful, anxious. And we pray especially for Lindsay. And we pray about the restrictions in our country lifting and pray that there might be a sensible way forward for all. And we thank you today for Peggy and Arthur and tomorrow for their birthdays. And we thank you of Kieran, who's two today. We praise you for them. We pray for those who are anxious, for those who are worried about returning to church life because of the pandemic. And we pray that you will calm their fears and help them to know that you are with them, whatever happens. Saviour God, soothe the lives of those who suffer with your love and mercy. Creator, Saviour and Holy Spirit, hear our prayer. Spirit of God, we praise you for your amazing life-changing power and thank you for the love that makes and shapes the church, filling your people with a joyful need to worship and serve. We pray for your church throughout the world asking that we might uphold one another in times of difficulty and learn from one another's example and discoveries. We pray for church communities anxious about their future 
challenged by needs around them, seeking to mend broken relationships and embarking on new projects. We pray for ministers who are on sabbatical and those taking on extra responsibility while they're away. And we pray for our church here in Bamber Bridge as we seek to find a new way forward in this very different world we find ourselves. Help us to discern your voice, showing us how we can follow you and serve those around us. Spirit of God, bless the life of your church with your love and mercy. Creator, Saviour and Holy Spirit, hear our prayer. Amen. Amen. And our last hymn for this morning is Father of Everlasting Grace. Once again, we sit and listen. Or we clap. Well, no, don't clap to this one. Move if you want to.
And we say thank you to all the musicians this morning. Beautiful job done. Thank you. And the dancers. For our final prayers, I want first to do an offering prayer. I know we can't take up an offering in the services, but I think it's been forgotten sometimes that the offerings are still going on in various ways. So let us pray. In your house, great God, we offer of your own to you. Please take all we have been able to give, whether of our money and possessions, our time and talents, our love and understanding, and make them fruitful for your service. Teach us once more how to give as generously as you have given us. And let us join together in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, our God, to you be praise and glory, honour and adulation, this day and always. For you are the Prince of Peace, the King of Love, the Giver of Life, the Lord of all. Receive our worship and consecrate all we are to your service, for your name's sake. Amen. And let's bless each other as we share the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.